What's up, Yankee fans? We are back with another episode of Yankee Crazy Podcast, and we have a lot of news for you today, as well as our new weekly segment, Crazy Mail. And we have some really good questions. Really appreciate those questions rolling in. And if you want to send us a question, feel free to. You can send them to our email address, Podcast at gmail.com. You could also send direct messages, which we got a few from this week. That is on Instagram, Yankee Crazy Podcast. Facebook, Yankee Crazy Podcast, too. Oh, well, I don't know if you can send messages that way. I still don't know. (laughs) Or Twitter, Yankee Crazy Pod. All right. Or the Anchor app. If you're listening on Anchor, you can do it on the Anchor app and just go to the voice messaging and uh, submit your question like that. And then we get to hear your voice. All right. So let's just start it off with a little update. We'll we'll go for an injury update on Aaron Hicks. And seems that, you know, he has this lower back stiffness, uh, which is, you know, good and bad. We talked about that in one of the other episodes. But it has significantly improved, according to Aaron Boone. He also said, He'll likely do some throwing and hitting today. And aiming for a weekend return to the lineup. So that is good news because you would need Hicks in that lineup. I think he's going to have a big year. And like we talked about, I hope it's not a, a stress that he's putting on himself because of that contract. But... I think, you know, I think they got him at a discount, actually. He probably could have gotten more money as a free agent if he had a, a, a solid year this year. At the end of this season, he would have become a free agent, but the Yankees extended him for seven years. And it's a very solid contract for the Yankees and, and solid for Hicks. I think he took a, a little bit of a discount to stay with the Yankees and you know, center field, starting center fielder for the New York Yankees, that's, that's one of the ultimate positions in the sport. You're, you're playing a position Mickey Mantle played, Joe DiMaggio, Bernie Williams. Just, just amazing. So that's got to hold some weight to it. So we really hope a speedy recovery to him and that he has a solid year with no injuries, no trips to the I.L., All right, so we are going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. Yankees today in action, and that is going to be on MLB Network. And that is a 4 o'clock game Eastern, 1 Pacific. And the Yankees are taking on the Phillies. So that will be interesting because I don't know, is Bryce Harper playing today? I'm not sure, but I'm sure some of the Yankees will see him and be like, oh, dude, come on. <laughs> and he'll say, oh, dude, don't, don't say that to me. They didn't want me. <laughs> oh, boy. And did you hear, uh, uh, what's his name, Bryce Harper, <laughs> said something about uh, Mike Trout when he becomes a free agent in, is it after the 2020 season he becomes a free agent? And he said something about wanting him to come to Philadelphia, and that would, that would be another monster contract the Phillies would have to pick up. But how come 
Aaron Judge gets into trouble by saying last year that, who did he say? Did he say it about, I can't remember. Did he say it about Manny Machado or did he say it about Bryce Harper? One of the two, he said, they'd look good in pinstripes. And I think he got a fine maybe and MLB was all bent out of shape. How come he, he can say, uh, how come Bryce Harper can say something like that and Aaron Judge can say something similar and not even, you know, it, it, it was so, it was so, uh, like, like such a, a small statement and he gets into trouble and Bryce Harper doesn't. Unbelievable. Is this anti-Yankee sentiment? I know. I know some people don't buy into that, but I do. I really do. I think there's a lot of people out there who dislike the Yankees, and it comes out in these things, all right? So we won't get into that. But anyway, they're playing the Phillies today. And actually, no, you know what? I think it's, is it a 105 game? Why did I think, why did I see it was, why did I see it was four o'clock? I thought I read it four o'clock somewhere. I don't know. Check it. I'm pretty sure it's on MLB, although it jumps around all the time with these stations. Why can't they just keep it consistent for us? Just let the Yes Network show it all the time. And then if MLB wants to show it, you have them show it too, because I think it's not on Yes today. I don't know. We, we can look this up, but it's confusing. Just keep it on Yes all the time. And then if you want to do these ESPN Plus, that's fine. MLB to get the Yankees out there to show other people, that's totally fine. But come on, just keep it on Yes all the time. So the order, you got Troy Tulowitzki playing shortstop, batting first. Miguel Andujar in the two slot at third base. Luke Voigt at first. Gary Sanchez catching. Greg Bird DHing. Interesting. Voigt and Bird, the same lineup. They separated with Gary Sanchez. I really would love to know what the relationship is between those guys. If they are just rooting for the great competition that's going on right now, or if they really are like despise each other I'm sure there's got to be some sort of some sort of like anti the other one sentiment right you'd think competing on the same team but maybe not look at you know look at in in, uh, surfing Kelly Slater he used to just love the competition and like everybody he was like he like loved everybody on tour and some guys didn't like him but he always liked them and Look at the success he had. How many? Ten? Did he get ten world titles or did he get more? I don't know. Anyway, two, two different views on that, but I guess you got to go with the Kelly Slater and just love everybody and love the competition. Anyway, Clint Frazier, my man Clint Frazier in left field behind Bird. Then we got Estevan Florial, center field. Mike, Matt Lipka, uh, you know, don't really know too much about him. I'll be honest. He's playing right field. Uh, I should look him up. Should have like a prospects uh, show and, and really look at these guys in depth. Don't really know him except for the top names like Florial and who's batting next, Dero Estrada, second base, and pitching James Paxton. And it's looking like if I were the Yankees, I would pitch Paxton opening day. He'd been my opening day starter. If you look at the statistics on Tanaka and his opening day starts, they're not very good. They're, they're not very good. And I am a believer in Tanaka liking the heat. I really think 
when it gets to July, August, and sometimes in September in New York, that Tanaka likes the heat, performs well. I think it takes him a little while to get going. And, you know, I know the playoffs are cold, but by that time he's been pitching a whole season and he's come up money in the playoffs. So interesting. Well, we'll have to check that and see what is going on. But check out the game today if you can. Again, I'm almost positive it's on MLB Network. And the other thing going on is what's going on with Luke Voigt and Greg Bird. So with this competition, you would think in some respects, that maybe the Yankees were leaning towards Bird because he's a lefty bat and they have stuck with him so much in the past. Uh, And will that even factor in him being a lefty bat over a righty bat? And Aaron Boone had an interesting quote yesterday. He said, as a righty, you're going to see right-handed pitching more and Voight hits right-handed pitching. For that matter, Bird, when he's right, he does about as good as you can do against lefties, too. So I wouldn't say it's a big factor. So, I don't know. Are we supposed to read between the lines in that? Are we supposed to... You could, you could look at it either way. I think the front office and Cashman like Bird. I think they, they want Bird to be their homegrown guy. But is it a statement for Voight? saying that it doesn't matter, that both of these guys can hit the opposite-handed pitcher. So I don't know. I don't know how to look at this. I really don't know. Do they think that uh, Voight is just a flash in the pan, another Kevin Moss, uh, another Shelly Duncan, <laughs> those, uh, and who's Shane Spencer, another one of those uh, September call-ups who got hot for the Yankees back in the day? And is that going to be another thing with Luke Voigt? But, you know, they say, I don't remember hearing it for any of those other guys. Those guys just, I feel like, came out of nowhere and were like, whoa. But they say that Luke Voigt hit on every level, no matter where he went, from A to AAA and now into the majors. He, and he, you know, he put a jolt in the Yankees' offense when he came up, when they, when they traded for him from St. Louis and... He added so much energy. That's what, that's what I love. And, I, you know, I know I talk about defensive first and Bird has a little bit of edge, but Voight, is, it's not like he's terrible. I think he is serviceable. And just the energy. I really like the energy he brings, and I think that's a, a, one of those intangibles that you have to factor in. So I'm kind of rooting for Voight. Voight is, is definitely has the edge in my opinion but it will be this it'll be really really interesting all right we are going to take a small break and come back with crazy mail all right we are back and we are ready for crazy mail that is our weekly segment where we are going to discuss and analyze questions from you guys. So if you've got a question, best way, I went through it at the beginning of the show, so I won't say it again, but I'll just say the email again, just so you have it, yankeecrazypodcast at gmail.com. 
gmail.com, okay? So you can write your question in, and let's get into it. We have some really took top two questions to answer this week, and they are interesting questions, I think, and very, very timely, okay? So our first one comes in from Lisa, who is on Instagram. She wrote to us, and she is at Logan's Teeth, and she said, why is Sunny Gray saying that crazy stuff? Well, as I discussed on the show already, I'm so angry with Sonny Gray for saying that stuff. And I can only think that he's a little bitter about the way the Yankees treated him at the end of the season. I think he's angry he didn't get on the playoff roster. I think that he is still angry when Brian Cashman, right as the season ended, basically said it just didn't work out for Sonny Gray and we're going to trade him, which I think that was a mistake. He should have kept that to himself and tried to be able to garner a little bit more um, value to Sonny Gray so that they could trade him for somebody decent. They got, who's the guy? They, they had some crazy uh, deal. First they had one guy, and then they got another guy. I can't even remember who those guys were, but no one of significance. They just wanted to really just dump Sonny Gray. So I think he's bitter. I think he is bitter about that, and I think this was his way to get back at the Yankees. And, I don't, you know, it's, it's tough to see. It's tough to understand because maybe the Yankees did want him to throw the slider more, but, you know, you're a grown man. Speak up. Speak your mind. You know, if you, if you don't feel confident with the slider, you should have said that. And it sounds like he didn't. It sounds like he just was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll throw the slider. And, you know, I... I don't really like his interview. I'm kind of shocked. He, he looks like, like, a, uh, it looks like a, a 12-year-old farmer, and he's like cursing up a storm in that athletic. It's like, whoa. The, that was in the athletic article where it all came out. And it's like, dude, don't be bitter. Yankees gave you every opportunity. They gave you chance after chance after chance, and you were up and down. And then he says the quote that he just threw cutters that last one. And who did he strike out? He struck out like... Uh, Guys on the Red Sox who probably didn't even make the playoff roster. I don't don't even remember who their names were. It was like, what? You think you're so good because you're throwing a cutter. You should have said that to Larry Rothschild. You should have said, oh, you know what? I feel more strong about my cutter, so let me throw that. And just do it. You know, if you went out there that last time and said, oh, screw it. I'm just going to throw my cutter. Why didn't you do that during the year? You know, he was up and down. I was actually shocked. Someone pointed out this to me that he was 11 and 9 last year. I'm shocked he had 11 wins. I was like, whew, really? I, I, I would have guessed he had a losing record. His ERA was pretty high. I think it was like 4.9. So he, he just was, he was a mess last year. And you know what? If Aaron Boone didn't hear about it, well, you know, shouldn't he 
have something, you know, shouldn't he know about this whole slider controversy? I don't know. I am, I'm really not buying it. And getting back to the actual question, I think he's angry. I think he's bitter. And I think he's trying to make himself look good and be like, oh, it's not my fault. He's playing the blame game here. You know, this is, this is something I try and tell my seven-year-old son not to do. And we got Sonny Gray. What is he? Got 20 years on my son Jackson, and he's still playing the blame, 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 <laughs> the blame game? Oh, man. But, you know, everybody can't be enlightened, right? And just move on. <laughs> he needs to go listen to, I don't know, Tony Robbins maybe. He, he needs to go to a Tony Robbins seminar and just stop blaming people, you know? Just move on. He could have just had a said, you know, my time in New York was, you know, he could, he could have said something much less crazy. Uh, you know, it's just, it, it really is ridiculous. It really angered me. Don't like that, uh, those comments or anybody. It's, it's sour grapes, basically. You, you couldn't play, didn't work out, move on, and don't bash other people. All right, so thanks to at Logan's Teeth for that question. Appreciate that one. Very timely, too. Very good. All right, next question. Mario, who's this from? Hawk Brother. Oh, this is from, oh, this is from our buddy Hawk Brother. That guy, love this guy, love this guy. He says, with Severino's injury, should the Yankees pick up another pitcher? Now... Not only do we have Severino starting on the IL, but CC Sabathia is starting the season on the IL. I still can't get used to the IL. You know, I kind of looked that up. Is it was it an insult? Is it is it like not politically correct saying disabled? Because you know, ADA is Americans with Disabilities Act. Is is it? Well, that's not really disabled, right? Disability. It's it's similar. I don't know. Is that why they changed it? I re I got Mario research that for me. I, I gotta find out. But we'll go with the IL. Just you know, because I did apologize already for continuing to say the DL. Don't wanna don't wanna insult anybody. Wanna be wanna be nice to everybody. And you know, if you find that insulting, then hey, you know, you have every right to be insulted. Okay. So getting back to it, <laughs> those guys are starting off, and it's a good question. Should the Yankees pick up a starter? Let's go, well, well, since this is the Yankee Crazy Podcast show, I will give you my opinion, and we'll review what the Yankees are actually going to do, because I, I have a good idea what they're going to do. So, should they pick up another starting pitcher? I think they should. I think they really should pick up another starting pitcher because you've got these guys like Herman and Lois Saiga, who pitched really well the other day. And Lois Saiga's got great stuff. If he can put it together, then he would be your best option for there. <clears throat> and then you could go with Herman, who's shown the same thing. He's shown some greatness too. I still think... Gio Gonzalez is out there. Don't think he's great. Don't, don't really love him. Da Dallas Keuchel is out there, too. 
another one who I don't really like. But it's getting late in the season, and these guys aren't signed. Maybe you can get a good deal. I don't know who Gio Gonzalez's agent is, but Dallas Keuchel has Scott Boris. So Scott Boris is probably not going to give any discounts. He's going to say, tell Keuchel to, to hold out until some team gets really desperate and throws him the money he wants. And I don't even know what he wants. But I would, I would consider uh, Gio Gonzalez over Keuchel. I just, I don't know. I just don't like Keuchel. And maybe it's because he pitched so well against the Yankees in that, in that wild card game in, what was that, 15? And he's on the decline. I think he is declining where Gio Gonzalez, he's kind of, you know, he kind of stays the same. But, you know, the other thing, now I'm thinking of it, Keuchel, he's pitched in the American League more. And Gio Gonzalez was last with who? The Brewers? So you got you to gotta, you gotta say, you got to give the edge to an American League guy. So maybe one of those guys is a low-cost option, and I would. I would rather have somebody with more major league experience than putting two Yankee prospects minor leaguers in there. You know, remember the year the Yankees did, uh, they had who? Ian Kennedy, Tyler Clippard when he was a starter, and one other guy, they started the year with like three rookies, and they were like, oh, we're going to be fine, we're going to be fine. That was horrible. What year was that? I got to look that up. Mario, look up, look that up. And it's, oh, it's, it's so funny because all those guys actually went on to be really good. They, they had some good years with other teams, <laughs> not with the Yankees. But, you know, who knows? Maybe it changes scenery. Maybe they just had to work on things. But, yeah, Yankees started off that saying, oh, yeah, we're fine with these three guys. We're not going to have proven major league starters. We're going to go with them. So I'm kind of looking at it uh, that that's going to be the same situation here. And Severino, you know, both of them are, I don't know when they're scheduled to be back on the Major League roster once the season starts. But I still think you got to take, you got you to start the season off well. You got to start getting those wins. It's, it's digging yourself out of a hole at the beginning of the year. I know it's been done and the Yankees have done it too in years past, but get off to a good start. Sign one of these guys. You always need starting pitching. And those guys have options. They can still go back down to the minors. It's not like, it's not like they're, they have to be traded. Uh, like, who is it? I think Sessa. Is he out of options? I know I mentioned this the other day. I think it was L- Luis Sessa. Uh, so, you know, I can understand if it was something like that, and they were like, oh, we really want to give these guys a shot. But sign a major leaguer. Really, really think they should. But what will the Yankees do? I believe what will actually happen is they are going to say we'll be fine to start with Lois Saiga and Herman, slot those in. So your, your, your um, starting rotation at the uh, opening day will look like this. Paxton, Tanaka, Herman, uh, Lois Saiga, and who am I forgetting? Oh, Hap. Jay Hat. So you look at those top three guys, that's, those top three guys I think are solid. You look at uh, uh, Tanaka, Paxton, and Hap. Three, those are three solid pitchers. Uh, you know, obviously, those guys need to stay healthy. If, if one of those guys went down early, Yankees would definitely sign one of these other guys because it, it wouldn't even be an option. But if you have those solid three and you can get by with you know, possibly early bullpenning for the other two if they get into trouble, 
you're going to start off pretty well. I, I see those guys all being really good and dominating. I want to see Paxton. You know, he's from Canada, so I'm wondering if he's, if he's used to pitching in the cold because early season in New York, it's cold. You know, they, they remember snow, remember snow in April, uh, not the book snow in August, but <laughs> if you've never read that book, that's a good book. It's a really good book. It's got a lot of baseball in it. Uh, Pete Hamill, who used to write for the daily news wrote that. And it's a lot, a lot about, uh, uh, got, uh, about Brooklyn baseball and Jackie Robinson. Good book. Good book. Check it out. But anyway, I'm really curious if he's going to be a really great pitcher for the Yankees early on in the cold because he's used to it. Canada's cold, right? Canada's like cold all year round. <laughs> no, it's actually, I, I, don't worry. I've been to Canada. I know it gets warm there in some places. <laughs> but it is colder than most other places. So anyway, I, I would like to see him do really well and uh, be the opener. I would like to see him open the season for the Yankees. So... That, that's, that's it. That, is the, that answers the question. Thanks to Hawk Brother for that question. Very timely question. We'll, uh, we'll see what they do, but you've heard my opinion, and then you've heard what I think the Yankees are going to do. And like I said, got to start that season off really strong. Don't want to have to come back from you know, uh, being five games out in like within two weeks. Definitely don't want that. Don't want Boston to get off to an early good start. Or Tampa, you know, or who knows. They'll be like, you never know if like Toronto and the Orioles are going to start off well. Yankees play the Orioles early. I think they play them. I think they've got, they open against them, right? I'm pretty sure they open against them. Or the first three series, I think it's two with the Orioles, uh, Yankees need to dominate because those teams are not going to be good, and Yankees need to really come out of the gate strong. And, you know, they had struggles with the Orioles last year, which is ridiculous. Orioles were horrible. And the Yankees, I don't know what their season was, uh, their season series with them, but if you look at it, they, if they would have split half of those games that they lost, the Yankees would have been you know, closer to, uh, to Boston. They, they actually would have had a, a better shot, but... Got to get on them. Got to get on them. So there you go. There's our segment of Crazy Mail. And would love for you guys to keep sending in your questions. We love answering them. So that is all. And also, also we're always looking for a word. Mario's always looking for a word for the Mario 5. That's going to be next show. So get us those. And always put in the email, attention, Mario 5, so I don't look at it. All right. Great. Well, that's it, guys. Hopefully you get to watch the game today and check out Paxton and this lineup. And it's getting closer and closer to opening day. I think it's 21 days. Yeah, 21 days. Paul O'Neill days till Yankees season opener. Can't wait. Cannot wait for that. All right, guys, that's it. Stay tuned and let's go Yankees.